whole family. Yeah. I was so nervous, but as I'm up here, I, I feel good. I feel uh, confident. I'm shaking, but I feel good. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to share my, my story, and I hope uh, I hope uh, you get something out of it. And uh, I thank you guys. My brother's here from the ARC, Sacramento ARC, for doing it. But uh, I'd like to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Suntha, and I'm an addict. And uh, as I stand here before you, I can't help but feel blessed because I can honest honestly say that I would rather live my life knowing that I am an addict than spend the rest of my life trying to prove that I'm not. So um, I thank the Lord each day for all that he has done for me and continues to do for me. I don't even want to imagine how my life would be without him today. Um, you see, I've battled myself, my mind, my whole life. I've always been a respectful, happy, friendly person to everyone else, but inside I was in a fight against demons inside my head. And uh, I've always felt a sense of uh, loneliness, unworthiness, a lot of sadness, and a lot, a lot of anger. And I struggled with uh, depression for years. I never understood why, because I come from a great family, a hardworking, no-nonsense, prideful, loving Asian family. And um, my mom was like one of those ladies from Joy Luck Club, so, <laughs> yeah. But um, where, uh, where am I? Uh, they've always shown me love, and they've always made sure that I never went without. I have a wonderful girlfriend who's been a perfect mother to our son, Joseph. You see him running around. And yet, I still had these demons just picking at me and picking at me. I didn't know how to uh, address these feelings, so I just ignored them for years. Where I come from, we don't talk about our problems. We don't talk about our feelings. I know my family loves me, and I have many friends, but I hid everything from everyone. So for years, I just felt like there was something missing in my heart, missing in my life, and it was slowly consuming me. These feelings became stronger and stronger, and the facade, the image I had was starting to crumble. So during my freshman year at UOP in Stockton, my hometown university, my dream school, I started, I was introduced and I started smoking weed and drinking and led to popping pills, experimenting with almost everything else outside of putting a needle in my body. Not one day went by that I thought of myself as an addict though. I, uh, I never once thought I had a problem. I never really thought I had a problem because I was still able to function well. Looking back on it, I don't know if it was because of my depression or the drugs or maybe a culmination of all those factors. Either way, I ended up giving up my full ride and I dropped out of college after my junior year. My uh, best friend played hoop overseas at the time, so I was fortunate enough to travel the world for a few years while holding a good job for nine years. And uh, still these demons, these demons, these, these feelings would just resurface again and again, and I'd turn to my drugs again and again. Although I continued to use and drink, nothing seemed to fill that void I had. I don't know, I just felt like something was missing in my heart and my life still, and it was just a vicious cycle that lasted. Until last year, on July 17th, 2016, after a crazy binge that included drugs, alcohol, and gambling, I'm also a gamblerholic. Uh, I sat there in a state of self-pity. I became fed up with everything. I was fed up with life. I was ashamed of myself. I was embarrassed of my actions, and I felt as though my family and friends, and actually, maybe the world would be better off without me. I, uh, I was convinced that my son would have a better life without me. So then came the thought of suicide. It wasn't the first time I had thought about suicide, but this time it was the real deal. I had a plan and, 
and everything. And uh, I called one of my closest friends, Dewan. He pled with me, and he eventually talked me out of it. An hour or so passes, and then the demons start talking again. I now know that the demon, it was just the devil. And it, it was just talking to me, and uh, I used the last of my drugs and alcohol that night, which was still a good amount. And uh, a side note, that's the powerful, the, that's the power of the disease of addiction. You know it's wrong. You don't want to do it, but you continue to do it. So, um, and as I sat there, mad at the world again and mad at myself again, ashamed of myself, thinking about how in high school I was labeled as the one with the most potential, and now at 31 years old, I'm the one who had potential. I thought about how much of a failure I had become. I thought about how I had a great opportunity by earning a full ride to the University of the Pacific, but dropped out after three years. I thought about how I had a good career and lost it. I thought about all the promises I made to my girlfriend and my son and the many excuses I had for not keeping them. I thought about how much of a terrible dad I was to my son. Every negative thought and feeling consumed me. Instead of thinking about all of the blessings in my life, I was consumed with the negatives and I had become exhausted. I was tired of living this life. I was exhausted from constantly having, having to lie to cover up a lie. Instead of killing myself or conjuring up another series of lies, something brought me to wake up my girlfriend and I, I just confessed everything. Uh, she was devastated, angry, sad, hurt, scared. It was just a, a terrible moment for her. I, uh, I then called my sister and her husband, who's back there, Wes. Thank you for saving my life, Wes. And told them everything as well, and eventually my whole family. That night was the last time I used a drink. On uh, July 25th, with the support of my brother-in-law, Wes, I was admitted into the Salvation Army Adult Rehabilitation Center. That's... Uh, he's, my brother's right here, ARC. Uh, sorry, I just blew your cover. Uh, I, came into the <laughs> I came into the program as an arrogant and angry individual who was in complete denial. I had never been in trouble my whole life. I had never identified myself as an addict. So at the time, I didn't think I needed to be or should I be in rehab with a bunch of drug addicts. So for the first month and a half of the program, I worked hard during our work therapy, but I did the bare minimum, minimum and everything else. Um, I didn't work on myself at all. The Salvation Army is also a Christian program, which at the time turned me off. I just wasn't willing to change. I figured I would just do my six months, come back, and everything would be all gravy again. Well, on August 31st, 2016, it's deep. My family, including my girlfriend, told me that they wanted nothing to do with me. They had they had, had enough of me, and uh, because they saw that I wasn't willing to change, they didn't want me around. The lowest I had ever felt in my life was when my girlfriend Andrea said to me, I don't trust you with our son. I was devastated, I was hurt. Looking back on it now was the single most important moment of my life though, because at that very moment, I was blessed with the gift of desperation. For the first time in my life, I was willing to do whatever it took to make things right again. That day I realized that I did have a problem and that I couldn't fix it on my own and that I needed help. I went into our chapel at the residence and I cried and cried. I yelled at God, I begged God for help and I cried some more. I promised God that I would change, that I would do whatever it took to become a better person if he would just come into my life and help me. I cried so much that I had no more tears to cry. I just laid there and then I asked God for, this, for his help one more time and amazingly, God was right there chilling, just waiting. It was like God looked at me and was like, I got you, son. Fear not, for I am with you. You see, that was, uh, 
that was uh, so different for me because that had never been me. I had never believed in God. I was, it just never interested me. And uh, I had friends of many faiths and backgrounds, but it, it just wasn't something that I believed in or was interested in. But whenever things went badly for me, I was quick to blame God. So now, even though I'm at, a, at my lowest of lows, God was still there waiting for me. It's for you, Eric. Like a parent hearing their child tell them that they love them without any influence. Shout out to Eric for that. As, uh, as soon as I started to genuinely seek God, things started happening in my life that I, I can't even explain other than to chalk it up to the big guy upstairs. For instance, while in a program, I blew up my knee and uh, I was scared to get it checked because if you're unable to perform during work therapy, you get not kicked out, but you get asked to leave. And uh, that just wasn't an option for me. So I prayed and... Uh, thought about it, I prayed, and literally a minute later, somehow a knee brace was in front of me. <laughs> so it was, it was just amazing, and uh, you just can't explain it other than say, just, I just thank God for it. And um, it, it allowed me to continue my program for the last uh, four months, or the last three months, and I was trying to speed it up. On January 25th of this year, I graduated from the Salvation Army, ARC. And um, thank you. In front, in front of my girlfriend, our son, her dad, her friends, and uh, our epic life brothers, Brian V and both Eric's. Um, I get a little emotional because there was a time where uh, I didn't think anyone would be there. In fact, there was a time I didn't want anyone to come because of shame. However, God has blessed me with their presence, and it truly meant a lot. In James 12, or 1 2, 1 12, I mean. It says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. That uh, emptiness has since been filled with uh, God's presence. Today, for me, the desire to use drugs or drink is all but gone. But however, um, I realize that I am still one bad decision away. According to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, the chronic nature of the disease means that relapsing to drug abuse at some point is not only possible but likely. So each day I remind myself that I'm an addict and I pray about it and I try to focus on today and how I can help someone else who may be going through some issues because there are others out there who still suffer. I thank God every day for the love and support. Today I live a, a life that is positive. Today I, I am happy, I am confident. Most importantly, I've made peace with my past. I still struggle daily, but I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Today, I am able to cry tears of joy instead of tears of pain. One of the messages I would like to share tonight is a, a message that Eric W. shared a while back that stuck with me. Whatever it is that you have, or whatever it is you bring to the table, understand and believe that it is enough. You as you are is enough. And, uh, uh, that was big for me that night. It just came at the right time. Uh, the month of February is a big month for me. Uh, tomorrow, I'm a basketball fan, so tomorrow is Michael Jordan's birthday. And, uh, and it, it marks the beginning of All-Star Weekend. On Saturday, marks seven months clean and sober for me. And, uh, thank you. And on uh, Sunday is my birthday. And next week, my girlfriend and I finally get some alone time. We'll be going on a little mini vacation. Just, uh, just blessings and, and on blessings. And I'd like to leave you all with this. Um, Leanne, right, Leanne. 
Leanne said something at the Thanksgiving dinner that we uh, attended. I think it was at Eric's house. Uh, says that uh, whatever in life that you've lost, you know, with a little hard, hard work or effort, you have the ability or the opportunity to acquire back or maybe even buy back. But the one thing you can't get back is time. So um, for me, I'm done wasting time, and uh, I want to continue living my, my, the rest of my life and our lives dreaming big dreammanager.org and uh in fact uh one of my dreams actually is to speak in front of a large group and uh tonight yeah. i was able to speak there, so thank you guys and um one one last thing before i know i'm, I'm coming up on my time um, one last thing when i graduate on january 25th uh in, in recovery you get these chips 30 days 60 90 days and so on and uh, it means a lot right so um, I give all my chips to my son, and he's obviously too young, but as he gets older, um, I'll have an opportunity to sit down with him and, and talk to him about choices and my mistakes and what I've learned and all that. So, but uh, this one right here I, I got from the Sacramento ARC. Um, the ARC saved my life, and so it means a great deal to me. And uh, I'd, it, it would be an honor for me and my son, my, my girlfriend, Andrea, if uh, Eric, you would accept this because you've been so big. <laughs> In my life. Eric, thank you. I mean, you guys all have been a big part of my recovery in my life, but, you know, Eric just, something about him, when he speaks, I listen, and it's just, it's just, I don't know, I, I've, I've raved about him, I've, I've told the, these guys, every Friday mornings, I'm always happy I, during my six-month program, every Friday mornings, because on Thursday nights, I was at Epic Life, so. Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you guys all.